Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community. Letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together.
Uh-huh. I sure will. A good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on. Dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Well, nothing changes about that. Nothing changes about that. Man, I was just uh, getting ready to come on the air this morning. And I was just thinking, man, I was just having a reflective moment of just how really good God has been to me. I, I just, it's, 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 man, let me just say that again. How really good God has been to me. And here's the cold part, in spite of myself. You understand, in spite of all my shortcomings, in, in spite of all of my flaws, in, 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 in spite of all of what anybody has said about me, <laughs> God, through his grace and mercy, just keeps me anyway. As always, you know, I, I, was, I get taught things by people who know a whole lot more than I do. And uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes is one of my favorite teachers. He's just one of my favorite people. He happens to be a friend of mine, too. I mean, he's always there for me when I don't have anywhere else to turn. You know, I mean, he he said he was talking about a thing that he was calling exceptionalism. And what it was all about was so many of us are exceptional people, but we refuse to just go ahead and be exceptional. We, we settle for the ordinary. We follow the pack. We try to fit in. Man, oh man, oh man. You know, I've heard my wife say this to, to my children all the time when she's scolding them or talking to them. She'll be talking to them about leadership. You know, why are you following everybody when God clearly made you to lead? You know, she talks to him about that all the time. So many of us are born, and so many of you are born to be exceptional people, but we always trying to follow the pack, always trying to be a follower, always trying to fit in, when clearly you were born to be exceptional. And one of the things he was talking about, I'm paraphrasing all this now because I got to get it into the way that I can tell it to you because He's such a gifted speaker, man. I, that's that, he has. He's at another level. So I'm trying to paraphrase this to get you to where, where you can understand this. Why would you try to fit in? Why would you try to be uh, like everybody else? Be ordinary. Why would you follow the pack when God has created you to be exceptional? You know, the 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 key word in exceptional is accept. You ever, you ever done this right here? You, you know, everybody did that except me. Everybody felt that way except me. Everybody said that except me. Everybody want, wanted that except me. Everybody went over there except me. Everybody jumped in except me. Except me. See, why have you said that in your life if you were not to be exceptional? See, you got to say everybody except me. At one point in your time, I don't know who ain't done it. You know, everybody wanted, everybody voted no except me. See, so you, you you're not you're not created to follow the pack. You ain't created to fit in. You ain't created to uh 
you know, to be ordinary. You were created to be exceptional. As exceptional as your fingerprint on your finger is, you were created to be exceptional. Why not make this the year that you go head on and be exceptional? Why won't this be the year that you decide in your mind, but just has to be a decision that we make now, we're not following the pack no more. We're not trying to fit in no more. We ain't settling for ordinary no more. We're going to be exceptional. But, you know, you got you got to go ahead and follow that. You got to get on the exceptional path because that's what you were created for. Why be ordinary? You know, but all of this, this comes, it has to start with a thought. You got to first think something. Thoughts become things. A man is as he thinketh. That's all you will ever be. So what are your thoughts today? Why not have exceptional thoughts instead of ordinary thoughts? Why not have exceptional thoughts instead of fitting in thoughts? So why you want to be like everybody else? Why you want to be ordinary when you could possibly be extraordinary with a change of your mind, a change of your venue? And you don't have to be any other kind of way just because my mama was this way or my daddy was this way or this the school I went to, this what race I belong to, this my sexual preference, this my this, this my that. Well, well how many, how many, how many excuses you need? How many, how many excuses? What 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 you what's it gonna be this year? That we let another 365 days slip by without improving our condition, our place, our spot, our life, the quality of life we have. We cannot afford to keep letting all these years go by without changing. You're an exceptional person. How many times have you set up and said, everybody did that except me? You know, I was the only, everybody jumped in except me. I told them, I knew it. Everybody voted for that except me. And now look at them. Man, it seemed like everybody went that way except me. Okay, do you get it? Do, do, do you understand what's being said to you? That old accept me is because couldn't it be because you're an exceptional person and it's time for you to take control of that? It's time for you to start thinking different? It's time for you to start acting on what you think? It's time for you to start doing something about it? It's time for you to stop taking each and every day that God gives us for granted and letting them go by the wayside like you got plenty more. Well, you may have plenty more, but guess what? What you wasting the ones you got for? I got you young and you and you feel like you're going to live forever. Yeah, okay, cool. But let me ask you something. See, here, 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 here go the part about Suppose you do live. See, see, everybody worrying about dying, but I got news for you. Suppose you keep on living. You want to keep living in the condition you in now? You want to keep living with the money you got now? You want to keep living with the relationship you got now? You want to keep living by yourself like you are now? You want to keep wanting the right relationship, the right man, the right woman, but you keep getting the wrong one? You want to keep doing that for the rest of your life? Problem ain't dying. This problem is if you keep on living. Who wants to keep on living just the way they are right now? And if you can say, I'm cool with I am just the way I am right now, then cool. This conversation ain't for you. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Greatness ain't for everybody. Being exceptional ain't for everybody. Becoming extraordinary ain't for everybody. Heck, becoming successful ain't for everybody. I got it. 
and you can come up with a way to justify your non-existence and your ordinary life all you want. And that's fine and dandy. I ain't got no problem with it because some people just going to be regular. Some people just going to follow the pack, follow the crowd. Some people just wants to fit in. But if you're not that person, if you want to be extraordinary, if you want to be exceptional, if you want to be, if you want to dare to be great at something, then you got to change your mindset. You got to get with your creator and find out what he created you for. You got to quit thinking of things just in your own thought process. You know, lean not to your own understanding. I don't know where that is, but it's in there somewhere. See, and once you lean, if if, if you lean to your own understanding, you know what it's going to do? It's going to limit you, man. It's going to limit you. Why not see what God got for you? I would rather know what God got for me than to think of all the things I could because I can't outthink him. I didn't tried it before. All right, it's just the beginning. We're going to have a good one, man. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. It is the beginning of, uh, well, what has become to be known as it's a morning show. It's a little bit different, though, because you never know what? how ignorant it gets. <laughs> mm. But it will be ignorant, though. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Yeah. It's become known as a morning show. Yeah. <laughs> At what time we do this? Yeah. It'd be some people going, what is they doing? Oh, no. <laughs> All the time, that. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, Steve, good morning. Carla Pharrell. We are the number one morning show. What's up, crew? Junior. Morning, Oakham Hill. Jerry Anthony. From now on, refer to me as Bitter Man so they'll know what they're getting. Okay? Okay, cool. Let's go back to that. I was Let's comfortable with that. the Bitter Man. Yeah, yeah. Bitter Man, thank you. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Uh-oh, well, how was his weekend? Any, anything you want to be referred <laughs> yeah. to, uh, Tommy? Uh-uh, just Tommy. Hashtag number one morning show. That's it. Love Jim and Tommy hashtag number one morning show. Yeah. Since we've become, <laughs> since we've come to be known as the morning yeah. show. <laughs> How was your weekend, Steve? The Browns uh, won. Yeah, yeah. I knew you was waiting. How you? I don't even know why we was off yesterday. In the words Cuomo, let's get after it. I started to come in just to remind y'all <laughs> that you wanted to Brown, be off. <laughs> Columbus Day all in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And one, Y'all two. Congratulations. Yeah. They are a championship team, man. They're championship team. Baker yeah, we in your back now. <laughs> Love it, man. Mm. Oh, we tough now, man. We strong. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. We strong. No, it's not Baker. It's Biker. Biker <laughs> Mike. Biker Mike. I'm going to tell you what. It is. It's really the defense, man. Uh-huh. The defense. Nice. The defense is strong, and I am stunned at this quarterback that we drafted without fourth pick. Oh, yeah. oh, this award. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know. And he from Ohio State. I just, he, I, he went under the radar on me. I was stunned when we picked him. Boy, I'm so glad we got that boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they put him in? Two picks yesterday. Dog, this dude right here, man, he, he he be around the ball. Yeah. He be around the ball. The boy can play some ball, man. Well, let me well, ask you this, huh? Go ahead. Can, can go ahead. Terod Taylor get his job back? No, no. <laughs> Mm. No, he, he can't get a job. Not in Cleveland. Wow. They take. But we're not gonna like sit here. Yeah, burn that stadium down. We ain't gonna sit here and act like the Texans ain't win though. We ain't gonna Ooh, sit here and act like that didn't help. 
We not going to act like that. Cowboys, didn't what? I? You okay. better bring it up. We beat them hey, cowboys. You don't know the joy I had for beating the cowboys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anytime the cowboys lose is a good day. Anytime. Yes. Uh, but you know what? It's just something. Somehow the Texans win it just ain't the news that the Browns. <laughs> oh, look oh, at that. You. Yeah, oh, that's don't, you. It yeah. don't have the same weight to me. <laughs> yeah, it depends, right? That's I, you. I, I'm happy for you, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so uh, we took off yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Columbus Day. You know, what's referred to as Columbus Day, the day he discovered America, of course. So uh, we'll find out what everybody did over the weekend. We'll talk more football coming up at uh, 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so uh, we left off talking about uh, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Tommy was mad because you didn't say anything about his Houston team. And you said I don't think he was mad, Shirley. Well, it kind of sounded like he was. I just think I just wanted to make sure we recognize the Texans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say. Yeah, and, and he can be put, put off, Shirley. <laughs> put out. Sure, he can be put out. <laughs> because what you we don't won. Cleveland winning is way but y'all supposed to. Well, y'all almost ended in another tie, huh? You do no, know no, that. No, 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 no. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all's ass was almost <laughs> gonna be in a tie. And all I was hearing you saying was Nobody wants a tie, but a tie would have been better than that loss y'all was getting. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. Mm. Almost no, in a tie. This, son, this ain't horseshoe. Hey, man. You can't you almost can, Hopkins, win. Hopkins showed out. That's all I know. Hopkins showed out Sunday. Sunday night, yeah. Oh, number mm-hmm. 10? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. boy right there, boy. He did uh, three spin moves and win one catch. I can't spin but one time, and then right after I spin, I'm we probably going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> Even if don't nobody touch place. me. Yeah. <laughs> if I spin, I ain't going to really know which way I was going. <laughs> I'll probably spin and run straight out of bounds. Wide open, nobody around me. What happened? I got turned around. <laughs> What'd I you do? I that. spun. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you got to ask Jay what's going on, though, because he's changed his name back to Bitterman. Oh, well, I bet. I'm the, used to this. That was the name that we that you guys gave me years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to this. We haven't yeah. used it. What do you yeah. mean? Well, he's Steve? still bitter, so you but can we, use yeah. it. But we yeah, haven't we, used it in a while, and now he actually wants us to call him. I want him to be referred to but as Bitterman. But he is bitter, though. Well, does something specific happen? It don't happen. Oh, no, same it's, stuff. No, no, no. Same it's stuff. a list of things. Sure. <laughs> like what? What happened? It's the marriages. Pick anything. Pick it. The marriages. What happened at the other workplace? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but I so was bitter before I went stuff? over there. But you be yeah. holding on to stuff, Jack? Oh, oh wh- why let stuff go? <laughs> why let it go? Because it eats at you. It causes stress. You have it. diabetes, okay? Well, you want to stay healthy. Steve, Steve knows bitterness pays my bills. <laughs> hey, let me explain something to y'all. <laughs> he, he's still bitter. Uh-huh. About his tailor shop clothes. <laughs> what? How long ago was that? Nineteen. That was years which, ago. Which led to one of the biggest comedy careers, and, and he, but he mad by that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he wants to go on a cruise since he ain't been able to go on one. Oh, no. go on a I'm cruise. Be he he ain't want to be out there. 
You don't know, Jay. Don't ask for no picture. Please don't ask this man for no picture. On, on a seven-day cruise, I got two good days. That's it. After that, it, it's downhill after that. Well, well, Jay, are you mad because you came over here? What, I mean, what is it? No, I'm, I'm over you. here mad. I'm not mad because I came over here. I'm over here and I'm mad. It's two different things. Yeah, yeah. but you got to yeah. let that but go, I, baby. I you can't let, let that anger go. go. I he left there mad. mad. I'm over here, man. He went there, man. But Jay, that's just stressful. That's taxing on your body and your on your that's spirit. That's not healthy, on Jay. All that. Yeah. Hell, he Come got diabetes. Right. Mad about so, that. Even more. So you're gonna stress yourself out even more. <laughs> oh man. Dude, uh, you gotta help him. No, this no, is no. Your he mad cause he can't eat cake and pie. <laughs> then he eat the cake and pie, and then he mad. Well, <laughs> well, the holidays are coming up, so what's he going to do? What What does he I, normally do, Steve? I'm not mad. I'm bitter. There's a difference, Steve. I'm not mad at Actually, you. Jake. Bitter, bitter. bitter is like the baby of mad. I mean, it's yeah. it's like yeah. ma- mad on 10 or something, you know? Well, see, mad bitterness is you pass mad. Yeah, yeah, it's worse than mad. You just, you didn't held on to so much where it just... <laughs> Ain't no sunshine <laughs> when she's gone. Ever. Oh, man. Mm. Ever? Well, okay, well, that's it then. You need to it's be in a relationship. That's it. Jay, you your relationship? Mike out. Take her mic out. You <laughs> <laughs> said you're mad because no, no, no. needs in another Peter, relationship. Yes. Do me a favor and take her damn mic. I don't ask for much on this show, but could you take her mic out? What's wrong, Jay? You don't want to be booed up? I'm Come trying on. to help you. The holidays are coming. It's starting to get cold, okay? Well, you need you to be booed up. Come yeah. on, man. Let me just find out. Uncle, when you first met Jay Anthony Brown, was he mad then? Yeah. He's not mad. Because he knocked knocked on my door and I said, Yeah, he answered the door, man. Let me tell y'all the story. (laughs) This was my first road gig. I didn't know. And uh, I went down there to check in at the Red Roof Inn. They say, your roommate is already upstairs. It was my first gig Mm -hmm. on the road. Mm -hmm. So I had to go upstairs and knock on the door. He answered the door. I said, hey, bro, what's happening, man? My name's Steve Harvey. I'm I'm supposed to be your roommate. He say, "It's nah, man. You're not staying here." <laughs> That's what he That's said when mean. you guys first met. Yeah, he said, "He said, nah, man. You're not staying here." I said, "Uh, you with the uh, Tom Sober tour?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, they told me down at the desk." He said, "I don't share rooms with nobody, man. This can't." He had both the beds. He had a sewing machine, a portable TV, <laughs> phone cords. He had stuff all over that bed yeah. that I was looking at. That I didn't have no money for no other room. Wow. So I told him that. I said, my man, I say, I don't know what to tell you, but I ain't got no room. I ain't, I ain't got no money. I saw that sign downstairs, room for $23.99. Mm-hmm. I, said, I said, hey, man, I ain't got no money for no room. So mm. I don't know what to tell you, but he said, well, here go the money for the room. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's okay. That was yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, he gave What'd me the money for the room. I went right outside, got me a room. I ain't want to stay with a black ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter. Yeah. He said that after he got the money. He was yeah. behind yeah. it yeah. before he got that money. <laughs> He's a smart man. <laughs> yeah, he was smart back then. <laughs> All right, coming up next is the nephew and run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour in national news, state of emergency declared for the state of Florida. Wow, not again. And mandatory evacuations have been ordered for the Florida coast due to Hurricane Michael. Uh, Man, yeah, it yeah. is hurricane season. I know, oh. I know. It seems like November. Yeah. All right, entertainment news. President Trump tells Taylor Swift to stay out of politics. And uh, Tracy Ellis Ross will host the American Music Awards tonight. But first, the nephew is here to run that prank back. King of pranks, what you got? You sent my wife some pictures. Wow. You sent my wife some pictures. Wow. Okay. Okay. He sounds like a man. Yeah, he sounds like evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. May I speak to Trevor? Yeah, that's right. Hey, man, you been sending pictures of uh of your damn stomach to my wife's phone? Say what? Hey, man, have your a- been sending pictures of your muscles on your stomach to my wife's phone? Hey, who the hell is this calling me with this? This fish right here. This who? This Fisher, man. My name is Fisher, but they call me Fish. What I want to know from you, have your a- been sending pictures of your stomach to my wife's phone? Man, I don't know what the hell you talking about, Playboy. Don't call me with this about, am I sending pictures? And if I am sending pictures, ain't none of your business. It is my business. That's my wife. Then you send this. No she got, what okay. the hell you doing? You must ain't got. You must ain't ripped up like me or something. You worried about a sending pictures to it of his stomach? Hey man, you do some business. Don't call my phone. I got some business. My business is my wife, man. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. I'm going to tell you right now. When I, when I find you, if the same muscles that's on her phone is is is, is, is up underneath your shirt, I'm whooping your Hey, man, I, I ain't hard to find, Playboy. You can find me. And if I am sending pictures to your wife, you must like it, Playboy. No, you're being disrespectful is what you're doing. You understand? You being, being, little, you being a little calling me on the phone with this You better check somebody else about this here. Before I had your wife rubbing on my stomach. Hey man, who you? Hey, see, who you calling a man? Who you think you? you Hey, hey, who you think you talk? Let me tell you something. Okay, tell me. That time my phone about a picture. That's who I'm talking to. Because I, them, them, if I find out them your muscles on my what? What? Obviously, you found my phone number, so I guess you can find me, homeboy. Hey, you, how about this here? Where are you? Let's get this. I'm where, hey, ask your wife where I'm at. Where she at? My you, wife is at work right now. Yeah, you, you think so? What? How you think she got them pictures on, boy? Hey, man, I tell yeah. you what. When I find when I find you, you're a little disrespectful. Ask your, ask your wife uh, where I'm at. Playboy, calling me with this old Oh, It's a cure. You must not be ripped up like me. Hey, man, hey, hey, hey. I, I, got, I got muscles on my stomach. I got I'm headed to the gym right now to get these get this stomach right for your wife, huh? Hey, how about this here? I know who your wife is. Now. That's all right. I know who she is, too. Okay. Well, uh, and I'll be calling her. I'm calling her, letting her know what's going on. Check this out. She like my stomach, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like that, don't you? No, no. She I like tell you what. Too. I tell Just you like what. She going to like it when I get to her. Because I'm going to let your wife know what's going on around here. Say, hey, man, you don't know nothing about my wife. Me, my wife, and your wife might be rubbing together, homeboy. You don't know nothing about my business. Hey, man, you ain't finna be disrespectful to me, man. I done told you once. Don't see me. Don't see me, homeboy. I will see you. I already asked you once, where are you? I'm gonna raise up my shirt so you can see this ripped up six-pack that your wife like. Yeah. Huh? Okay, okay. It's just a matter of time, then. Don't it's... call my phone with this 
you better go check your wife and don't be calling a grown Man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna call Ayana. That's that's who I'm finna call. Ayana, baby. Say what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, then slowed you down. Nine. Yeah, I'm calling your wife. Well, call her then. We can get her on the freeway, and then I'm we ain't call, got to... and then I call your wife and get her on my way. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell you this here right now. Tell what me, I need is tell to me know... whatever you want to tell me, Playboy. I'm telling you right now, punk. Where you at? I'm I'm at Boulevard, homeboy. That's where I'm at. Now, you got my wife's name. I, I, I want to know your name. They call you Fish or Kicking or whatever the they call you. You can meet me wherever you want to, homeboy, and we can settle it. Ain't no big deal to me. I deal with punk chucks like you every day. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. not a problem. Not a problem. I'll be right. How long you going to be there? I'm going to be there till your punk here. Okay, to... you look here. I want you to take my, my name down so you'll know who you waiting on. You got your. Uh, you said your name was Chicken or some like that. Do you have a pen? I don't need no pen, punk. Okay, you do. Do you want to know who this is? Uh, you just told me who you was, homeboy. Well, now, I, me, t- me. I, I, I ain't told you my full name, chump. I don't need to know your name. You got my number. Calling me was a about a tattoo or stomach or something. It's muscles. It's, it's muscles of your stomach on my wife's okay, phone. Did, what? Did you look at the other pictures? How many sit-ups do you be doing? Did, did, you, did you look at the other pictures? What other? Well, okay. Hey, yeah. hey man. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm not finna be playing with you yeah. about oh, my I wife. Ain't play, I, I ain't playing with you. I'm playing with your wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm finna okay. tell you something about I'm your saying, wife. Okay. I'm finna tell you something about your wife that you don't know. If I don't know it, don't nobody else know it. Oh, I know it. I me and her it. know it. I, I, it. I just got off the phone with her. You want to know? You want me to tell you what your wife told me? Whatever, man. Say what you got to say. I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to say this, punk. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Ayana, got me to prank phone call. Yo, ignorant man. How stupid are you? Hello? This is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife got me to prank phone call you, dude. You... Damn, you you are more ignorant than me. Boy, that hell for that. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Boy, wait till I see this. Ooh-wee. You tell me, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, God, dog. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Trevor, I got to ask you this, man. Give me, get, answer this question for me. What is what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The only one with nephew Tommy on it, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all cold, boy. I tell you that. Oh, man. All right, Trev, man. You be easy, man. Go light on Ayana, all right? I'm going to show Will. Tell Steve Harvey. I say, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the beast, ain't it? You got to be careful. What? Somebody going to, I hate to say this because I'm team Tommy. Somebody going to be sending you an ass whooping sooner or later. It's just bound to happen. But you know. hate to say it, though. I hate to say it. Because you're president and CEO of Team Tommy. You know, Jay, I'm curious about you being president and all. Because when I'm getting my butt whooped, what you going to be doing? Where are you? You damn sure ain't going to help. I'm going to yell as loud as I can. Stop him. Y'all stop him. Please stop him. Nah, Jay ain't going to help. Not at all. Toledo, Ohio, the nephew coming to town. The funny bone, baby. That's going down this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Toledo, Ohio, get your tickets. The nephew is on the way. Been about two and a half years since I've been there. Coming back again. Toledo, Ohio, the funny bone. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tickets on sale right now. Right, Junior?
That's it right there. There it is. Toledo. Third Friday said. Nephew comes to town. Ah, ignorosity. Come around once a year. Ah, that's the part. One more time, Junior. Ah, I don't know I don't know why he do that. He don't. He don't know why. He don't know why. I'm pretty sure he he right there. You can ask. Why do you do that? I I I don't know. Just. <laughs> he just gonna be stupid your whole life, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's paying the bill. Ride it out, though. <sighs> well, coming up the in Texas one, the Texas one. <laughs> coming up in entertainment news, President President Trump tells Taylor Swift to stay out of politics, and uh, we'll be right back. We won two guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Pop superstar Taylor Swift announced uh, Sunday that she's voting for Tennessee's Democratic Senate candidate Phil Bredesen, breaking her long-standing refusal to discuss anything politics. She says, in the past, I've been reluctant, reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel de- very differently about that now. Taylor wrote in an Instagram post, Taylor is not only voting for the former Tennessee governor for Senate, but also Democrat Jim Cooper for the House. While the president um, of the United States, hmm, he didn't like that very well. He threw some shade at Taylor, saying that uh, he likes her music uh, 25% less now after her Democratic endorsement. Uh, wow. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, so he's th- th- yeah. th- that's, that's beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Coming yes. from the president. Yes. Why are, are you, you commenting yes. on what Taylor Swift said? Right. Um, a lot of people, though, uh, commented on Twitter and stuff, you know, saying that they would unfollow her and her career is going to tank now after she made that announcement. That's, that and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah it How? doesn't. Yeah, because Why they don't want you? her to be political. They just but don't. See, listen and to, to be me. a Democrat, obviously. Nobody, everybody has a vote. Yeah. Every American has a vote who has registered. Yeah. Her vote is is her vote. She has the right to say what she want to do. Yeah, in this yeah. free country we call America. But, um, you know, a vote for a Democrat, of course, the Republicans look at it as a vote against Donald Trump. So well, well, That's what it yeah, is. And that's exactly what it is. And the majority of people really are against what Donald Trump has done. Now, here's, here's the situation. Here's the deal. Donald Trump as a president is starting to tout some accomplishments. One of them he's touting is unemployment numbers as low as they've ever been in decades, which is a true statement. It's also an an overrun from the things Obama implemented. But since he's on deck, he he going to take the credit. Everybody yeah, know that. Lap. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh now, he has increased manufacturing jobs in this country, too, because of some of the uh, tax breaks and stuff he's implemented. That's true, too. The problem is he's done so much bad for the welfare of unity in this country and around the world that it's, it's hard to overlook that and just tout his accomplishments, which he has some, if you're going to let him do it. He has some accomplishments, but he's done so much to Muslims, so much to immigrants, to DACA, 
so much to unity around this country. Women. You can't be talking about there's good people on both sides when there's skins, head, clansmen, and white nationalists on one side. They're not good people. He mm. doesn't understand. Nope. His comments about Snoop, his comments about Kathy Griffin, his Don comments Lemon. about Don Lemon, his comments Ron. about Taylor Swift, his comments about Kaepernick. These are people who are in sports and entertainment. Why are you over here? If you want Taylor Swift to stay out of politics, you stay out of entertainment and sports. Yeah, be president. Stay your ass in politics yeah, and right. stay out of sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're not good at politics. Though. <laughs> <laughs> You're not you good can't at tell this. him that. I hope we can vote so you can stay out the White House. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yes, we have to show up. We have to show up. But man, if, if he only understood what his real job was as the president and what his job wasn't. Yeah. He 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 could be in there for a minute. You're right. All right, Steve. Let's it's time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, Thank everybody. Very much. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Okay, the ex-Cleveland cop who shot a 12-year-old black child to death four years ago has landed another job in another part of the state. Young Tamir Rice, you may remember, was playing with a fake gun in a local park when then-officer Timothy Lohman and his partner answered a 911 call about somebody brandishing a gun, but that that someone was probably a juvenile and that the gun was probably fake. Nevertheless, video shows Lohman rolling up to the park, seeing young Tamir, and only seconds later, seconds later, shooting the child to death, never even asking him, for instance, to put the gun down so he could check it. Lohman wasn't indicted, but he was fired. Now it turns out that he lied to the Cleveland PD about having recently resigned from the Independence Ohio Department because he was about to be fired there and about apparently failing the written exam to sign on to the Maple Heights Department. This guy has another job as a police officer now in the village of Bel Air, Ohio. By the way, the city did settle a wrongful death student with Tamir Rice's family for $6 million. It's now Hurricane Michael, which is slamming Cuba with heavy rains and winds. It could finally come ashore in Florida as a Category 3 storm. Last night, President Trump officially swore Judge Brett Kavanaugh into his new position as Justice of the Supreme Court, and he started by issuing an apology to him. What happened to the Kavanaugh family violates every notion of fairness, decency, and due process. Our country, a man or a woman, must always be presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. However, many New Yorkers remember how citizen Trump took out a full-page ad in the New York Times years ago calling for the death penalty for the five black and Latino youngsters accused of attacking the so-called Central Park jogger. They hadn't gone to trial then. Later, the five men were convicted with no evidence, physical evidence at all, and then were later exonerated when the real killer came forward. Meanwhile, former Secretary of State Colin Powell is critical of the President Trump's handling of foreign policy and everything. He was on CNN. My favorite three words in our Constitution is the first three words, we the people, we the people. But recently it's become me, the president. And you see things that should not be happening. How can a president of the United States get up and say that the media is the enemy of Americans? Hasn't he read the First Amendment? You're not supposed to like everything the press says or what anyone says in the First Amendment. That's why we have a First Amendment, to protect that kind of speech. That was Colin Powell on CNN. At the box office over the holiday weekend, Tom Hardy's newest, Venom. Human beings are disposable, but man and symbiote combined. This is a new race, a new species. 
Bannon brought in over $80 million. Coming million up in 20 minutes after the hour. Found the best post-boxing fight interview ever, so stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oh, my God, Steve. Okay, you found <laughs> the best <laughs> post-fight interview, I think, ever. Ever. All right, let, let, let me explain something. Yes. I watched the McGregor fight against uh, Khabib. Khabib. Yeah, that's yeah. it, Khabib. And uh, great fight. The undercard was as good as that fight. Mm. The Pettis fight. The two women who fought. And then the heavyweight fight between uh, the Russian guy and Derek Lewis. After the fight, the best post-fight interview of all sports I've ever heard in my entire life of watching sports. That's saying a lot. Now, I have a bleeped out version. This is what we can play, Steve. This is the one where... <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you're mad do about your best. it. Yeah, I am. Do your it's best. Like, it's like he said, I won't be listening yeah. to it. Yeah. No, this ain't the one I got. <laughs> Let's hear it. This is the interview after the fight. After he knocks the Russian out with, like, 20 seconds left. He was losing the whole fight. He finally caught this Russian with that big shot. He, the dude throw haymakers, man. And then he took his shorts off in the ring, his MMA shorts, and had just his bicycle short tights on up under it with his cup. Mm-hmm. Here's the interview with Joe Rogan. The winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. You were looking for that big haymaker all night. You found it in the last minute of the fight. Talk us through this, Derek. I forgot a few hours before the fight, Donald Trump called me and told me I got knocked this rush out because they're making him look bad on the news. You know, him and Putin, what they're talking about, USA and his whole. God, you're absolutely one of the top guys in line for a shot at the title next. So tell us what you think about that. I need to sit my black down and do some more cardio. What you talking about right now? I ain't trying to fight for no title right now. Not with no gas tank like that. And thank you very much for a really, really entertaining fight. Thanks for having me. Maybe next week or sometime or two weeks from now, I'm gonna come on your show and smoke some with you. Anytime, sir. Anytime. <laughs> I ain't never Thanks heard nothing down, like this baby. before. <laughs> Just hey, it. This was my dude. No, I've watched this probably 30 times. Oh, 30, man. Steve? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely man. love it. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I was Out of hot. breath and cussing at the same time. That's the part I like. <laughs> but you know what they say about him, Steve? Huh? They said that Derek Lewis, he pulled about 100 people from the flooding waters in Hurricane Harvey. They say he's a good He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Man, he's a Houstonian. All right, coming up at 34 after the hour, we're going to play Are You Smarter Than Nephew Tommy right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on. Is everybody ready to get stressed out? Yes, we send you through all kinds of emotions on this show, okay? (laughs) All right, here we go. It's time to play Are You Smarter Than Nephew Tommy. Woo! Stress. Yes, here goes the, here goes the stress. All right, who Tommy, playing? who are you playing today, baby? Mm. Come on. Hey, me. I want to play. Carla. What? Oh, this be good. <laughs> no, because, no. see, I don't like you playing the girls because you be talking trash and we going to get mad at you. Plus, Carla cuss you out, so who else you want to play? Hey, 
I, I'll play for real today. I will. Okay, okay. Jay Anthony, come on. I'll play. All right. Oh, okay, good. I'm ready. All right. Because I would have smoked him. <laughs> but she can talk trash, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would have had a post-game interview, too. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the dessert gelato originated in what country? Italy. What does an orthodontist specialize Pete. in? Dennis. What? Which sorority is Cheryl Underwood a member of? Uh, I mean, um, Zeta. Zeta. In the color purple, in the color purple, who played the role of Mister? Danny Glover. Maurice White was the lead singer of what legendary group? Donald Glover. Okay, what was the second question now? What foreign automaker produces the Maybach? Mercedes Benz. That's a rich question. I don't know that. <laughs> in what city? <laughs> in what city is the iconic club Magic City located? Atlanta. Atlanta. In the '70s sitcom The Jeffersons, what type of business did George? Cleaners. Cleaners. What is Steve Harvey's favorite song by Shirley Murdoch? As we I'll rise. I'll rise. <laughs> Will Jack, oh, Grace, and Karen. <laughs> Are all characters on what NBC Will and Grace. sitcom? Will and, Will and yeah. Grace. No, okay. Too much. All right. <laughs> no need to tally, Shirley. Four to three. He knew Magic City, though. I got Who it. Four it? to three. Who won? Tommy. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> no, I, had, I had four. Yeah, you had four, but what did you have all time? No, run, and this is why this again. game is so stressful. No, run it read back. It, read it, 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 it. You run it back for him, run it back for read me. It, run it, back. Read the question. Run it, run it back. You bitter man. Read the question, <laughs> Shirley. Bitter. <laughs> Shirley, okay, read the question. I'm, okay, I'm coming. I was just uh, looking with the, I mean, uh, conversing with the um, uh, the judges. All right, uh, the dessert. Oh, I got this. We we have judges on this end, too, Steve. I already got it. What the judge say to score you? Uh, I'll let you know. All right, the mm-hmm. dessert gelato originated in what country? Tommy. Yeah, that was Italy. Tommy won that one. What does an orthodontist specialize in? Tommy got that one. Tommy. Teeth. I said yeah. dentist. Dentist, too late. <laughs> yeah, after he said teeth. Which sorority is Cheryl Underwood a member of? Zeta. Zeta. Jay, got, Jay that. got that. In the movie Color Purple, who played the role of Mr. Danny Glover? Tommy got that. I said, I- you oh said God. Donald Glover. No, I said Danny. Play it back. Play it back. <laughs> Number five. He said five. Danny, but he said it later. <laughs> yeah. Maurice White was the lead singer of what legendary group, Earth, Wind, and Fire? I didn't even hear that one. because I, I got remember. that. Tommy got that. <laughs> what foreign automaker produces the Maybach, Mercedes-Benz? Tommy. Got Tommy. In what city is the yeah. iconic club Magic City? Jay. I know I got that one. That's Atlanta, and Jay got that one. You're right. In the 70s sitcom, The Jeffersons, what type of business Cleaners. did George Jefferson Jay own? Cleaners. That. Uh, that was a tie. No, we have it as Jay a tie. No, I I, Jay that. said it first. Okay. All right. Uh, what is Steve Harvey's favorite song by Shirley Murdoch? Uh, right. Tommy, Tommy got that. that. I ride. I don't know. As, as we lay, as that, we lay. And, and that ain't Shirley Murdoch. That's Maya, Maya Angelou. Maya yeah, and still I rise. Still I um, rise. Will, Jack, Grace, and Karen are the characters. No, too late. On uh, Will and Grace. Too late. Yeah. All right, so, so we have Tommy 8 and I, Jay 2. Mm-mm. Nope. Jay no, they don't have a tie. You know what I mean? Four. Jay 3. You know what? Six to four. 
being being new over here, there's no way I could win. Six to four. What to do with it? You, you didn't know, answer yeah. the question. Just yeah. being over here as the new guy. So you said fix. eight to two. It was six to four. It would be six in. to three. Okay. All right. Uh, look, we got to get out of here. Uh, congratulations, no Tommy. <laughs> Up next, it is the nephew and the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, nephew, it is time for the prank phone call. Uh, of course, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after it's today's strawberry letter. The subject, since she got the ring, she changed everything. But right now, nephew, it's time for the prank. What do you have for us, sir? A wedding and a funeral. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. A wedding and a funeral. Oh. Same time, same church, same day. It is. Hello, this is Ryan. Hi, I'm trying to, uh, Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm good. Who am I speaking to? This is Josh. Josh over at the, I'm one of the officials at the church where you guys are, are getting married tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? I want to thank y'all for that, too, man. We, we appreciate it. Good, good. Well, we definitely hope to make you a member here sooner or later since you guys are getting married, you know? Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to get this work schedule changed up. You know what I'm saying? They got me working on Sundays now, man. So uh, as soon as I, I tweak that and move that around a little bit, I'll be there. Okay, listen, we have a, a bit of a situation that's come up. We have some problems and, and uh, miscommunication, and, and it's definitely been on our side. Uh, they had your name, Ryan, down here with your phone number as well as your, your soon-to-be wife, Sonya. They had her name here, but we, we didn't want to call her with this. We wanted to just uh, reach out and, and talk to you and see if it just make you aware of what was going on, okay? Oh, what's, what's going on, man? There's been a mix-up on, on scheduling. I don't know if you know Sister Ola makes. She passed away a week ago. Oh, uh, and you're not you're not a member of the church, so you wouldn't know her. But she's one of the one of the oldest uh, members here at the church. Sister Ola May passed away. And uh, what's going on is you all's wedding is tomorrow at twelve o'clock, right? But the actual funeral is at three o'clock here at the church. Okay. Uh, what's your name again, brother? What? Josh. Josh. Okay. Look here, brother Josh. Um, Hey man, we 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 already got this thing in motion, man. We didn't send out damn near two hundred invitations, man. I mean, God bless yeah. sister yeah, yeah. Ola May, and, 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 and I understand that, but 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 I mean, you know, she's well, there's no way we could have moved it around. Now the biggest problem, the funeral home is bringing the casket first thing in the morning. So what I want, what I wanted to make you aware of, and I I don't want you to tell your wife this, but. The actual casket will be in the sanctuary, but we will have it covered. Hold, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious? Now, look here, man. Y'all need to move this round. I don't know what y'all going to do. If y'all have a fellowship hall in the back or something like that. Uh, 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 Ryan, the only place we can actually put the casket, in, if we didn't put it there, is in the actual room that your, your soon-to-be wife would be changing in. That's the only oh, place. Man, you got your mom. My wife ain't fixing to change no room with no dead body. Are you kidding me? And, and you know what? I understood that. That's the first thing I thought of. And that's what I said. Let's just put the casket where it goes for the funeral. And we're going to cover it up. And see, basically, you actually get in. Wow. Uh, I can't even believe you called me with this Man, look here. And excuse my French, man. Yeah, I know I need to get back in the church. I really do. But right now, Doug, this ain't going down like this, man. Now, we didn't okay. we already pay the money. And first of all, first of all, 
you know, she shouldn't. I don't even feel like she should even had to, 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 to pay, you know, to, to hold no wedding over at her church where she paid tithes at. That's that's the first thing. You know, I ain't like that from the jump. But I went ahead and went with it because she want her pastor to marry us. And now you got the nerd to tell me that y'all we arranged that a funeral gonna happen the same day as my wedding, and my wife got to get dressed in the room with a dead body. Well, no, we we're not gonna put her in that room. I, like I say, I, I'm putting that body first thing in the morning. I'm gonna put that body. In the, uh, right there in front of the uh, pulpit, and we're going to cover it. Now, what you're getting out of this, you get more flowers, because there's going to be flowers from the funeral. So I'm thinking that's probably going to be a little bit of a perk for you. I just wanted you to be aware that there's probably going to be more people than you think, because some of the people that's going to be at your wedding is really for the funeral. Hey, hey, uh, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious right now, man? Uh, look here, Doc. I didn't pay for the Wedding happened at this church, man, okay? Ain't, ain't no disrespect to the lady that has passed, God bless her family. I ain't planning to not put no dead body having no funeral at my wedding, man. That's crazy. What the wrong with y'all down there? Church too, sir. She's a member of the church, too. I don't, hey, I don't give a about her being no member of the church, man. I done paid for this wedding, and it's going to happen tomorrow, man. You not fixing to put no dead body at my wedding. You watch your Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, I mean no disrespect, but the woman has passed. She is not going to get up. Hey, I mean, what, what is the problem? The problem is your called me with this man the day before my wedding, and we didn't schedule this six months ago. I got to spend $25,000, $30,000 on this wedding, okay? And are you going to tell me that we got to share our wedding with a funeral? What the hell is wrong with you, man? So, let me ask you something. Do you want to have your wedding at this church? I paid for the and like, what you mean? Well, I'm having a wedding. Okay, I tell you what, let that body be up in the morning. I'm rolling the <laughs> right out the street. Y'all can sit out there in the front and, 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 and throw flowers while <laughs> throwing rice. But we're going to have a <laughs> wedding inside the sanctuary tomorrow. I promise you that. Sir, I, can't, I cannot assure you that it won't be. I have no other place to put the body. Okay, well, I, I bet you I find somewhere to put it. If I get that tomorrow, it's a body in there. It's going to be a couple of bodies in there. And I ain't <laughs> you got two choices to move that funeral or to reimburse me back this $30,000 out an hour to spend. Those are the only two choices I want to hear about. Meet me at the front door tonight with a $30,000 cashier check. Oh, we said to have this wedding up in there tomorrow morning. You heard me? I ain't playing. I ain't playing at all. No jokes. What the is wrong with y'all, man? You can do I, something I, I, else, man. Listen, hey, I understand hey, that. Listen, I, sir, I, I don't, don't want to hear no more from you, man. Now, all I'm saying is it's going to be a wedding at this church tomorrow without the there about it. That's all okay, I'm saying. Push right. the to Ryan, the bank, man. Ryan, hey, I, there, there's, there's one more a bit of an issue that I need to tell you also. What the can be worse than a dead body? What issue can be worse than a dead body at my wedding, man? And the issue, sir, that is worse than a dead body is, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your best man, Jeff, got me to prank phone call you. What? That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, You know what, man? The best man about to get the best whooping <laughs> he can possibly get, man. I ain't <laughs> playing these that got me the day before. Uh, oh, this is to get the best beat down possible, man. I'm telling you. Hey, one more question. What's the baddest radio show in the land, Ryan? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> <laughs>
kind of scary, ain't it, when somebody finna have a funeral with a wedding at it? Yeah, well, I'm not walking down the aisle with my bridal party. We got passed by this body. Can I just say something about a wedding? Really? Any wedding you go to is pretty much a funeral. A funeral? You're man, boy. Anyone. Because somebody's going to do what? Die? What? Somebody's life has died. And here's, here's something else I know about weddings and funerals. Did you know that taps... Taps and the wedding song are in the same damn key. Thank you very much. I'm oh, done. Wow. I'm done. Only you uh, would know that. <laughs> get your boy. Only you. It don't would matter know if they're in the same key. It's millions of songs in the same key. It ain't the same notes. Same. It's the same notes. It's no, the I'm same not helping him. He's been like this so long. Let bitter man live. Let him live. I know you can be this man by life. Hey, bitter. <laughs> Ooh, but he had at the wedding, though, Junior. I know. Because he wants it to be a funeral. Oh, my God. Man. Really? He wow. died three times. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened yeah. at your they wedding? a little bit of you die after each marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Are you dead now? Man. I mean, what? You're bitter? What? Come on. <laughs> Did you become a diabetic during the marriage, Jay? <laughs> Did you, I'm just bitter. I'm just bitter. Did That's you pick did. that disease, diabetes, because it has the word die in it? What? What <laughs> is it with you? I don't get it. No. You don't understand. What? He bitter, man. He picked that disease because it had sugar in it. Crazy <laughs> 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 uh, show. I know. Okay. Um. All right. Well, thank you, nephew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. King of <laughs> yeah, he is the mm-hmm. king, isn't he? All right, coming up, Strawberry Letter. Since she got the ring, she's changed everything. Strawberry Letter, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time for today's Strawberry Letter. And uh, if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Strawberry Letter. Click Submit Strawberry Letter. How about that, Steve? Tell them. I, you just did. I know, but they like when you tell them, too. <laughs> Repeat everything Shirley said. <laughs> <sighs> All right, buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Subject, since she got the ring, she's changed everything. Dear Stephen Shirley, my girl and I dated for six years, and I proposed to her a year ago on her birthday. Since I gave her the ring, her behavior has really changed, and she's been acting like we're already married. Like married couples, we don't have sex nearly as often we used as we used to, and now she comes to bed in unflattering pajamas or one of my big T-shirts. Before we got engaged, she used to cook dinner for me or make sure we had a nice meal, but she rarely does that now. Now, whenever we go out, she complains about everything from the traffic to the service at the restaurant. I have had many discussions with her about the changes that I've seen in her. She said that we'll be together the rest of our lives, so I need to be sure I can deal with it. Uh, We are only having sex once or twice a week, which is a big change for us. It's like she was on her best behavior just to get the ring. I am a handsome, athletic man, and I'm sure I won't have any problems starting over. I shouldn't be thinking this way while I'm engaged. This is the love of my life, and I fulfill her needs in every way. But she's not fulfilling mine. I need to make a decision about our future before we continue making wedding plans. Is it too late to call it off? Please give me your honest advice. Okay. 
Wow. Well, it, it's never too late for anything. You, you should know that. You should also know that whatever you're getting or not getting right now, uh, you know, it's going to be the same when you get married, okay? Or less. Yeah. <laughs> going to be the same as what you're getting now or what you're not getting now uh, when you're married. I- I'm really surprised that she's changed so drastically so soon, though. I mean, which means that's who she really is, okay? Uh, she just got the ring a year ago. I- I'm also surprised that in the six years that you guys dated, you didn't see any, any of this uh, before. Uh, this is a classic case of now that I've gotten the man and the ring, you know, you can let yourself go. But that's not the case, okay? We can't do that once we get a man in our lives. We got to step it up even more. I mean, d- please don't do this. Um, the same thing you did to get him, that's what you have to do to keep him. I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, you said you've talked to her and you guys have had many discussions, and uh, her response is that uh, you're going to be together for the rest of your lives, so you need to be sure that you can deal with this. Uh, which says that she's not planning on changing. This is what it is. Uh, she kept it together for six, seven years. Now this is what it is, okay? Uh, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Uh, you need to think twice before uh, dipping in the marriage pool with this one, getting married, taking vows with her, because she doesn't sound like she wants to change. She has any desire to change or she's going to change. Steve? Well, well, well. <laughs> Is it? Let's just start at the bottom of this letter. Is it too late to call it off? Hell no. Hell no, it ain't too late. And just just based on this letter, without any other information, which we would need to have to make a real solid piece of advice to you, but based on this letter right here, if all this is 100% true and you have nothing that you've done wrong on your part, which I find to be impossible, <laughs> I say it's over. Mm. I say it rightfully so. Let's just talk about this for a second. First of all, her behavior has changed. And you know why I think it changed? Because she did what she had to do to get the ring. Mm. Now she got the ring, she threw she issued what Shirley told you was the ultimate warning. We're going to be together the rest of our lives, so you need to figure out if you could deal with it or not. Well, if you can't deal with it now, what adjustments you fit to make to start dealing with it? She's not fulfilling my needs, and I fulfill all of hers. Well, we got a problem then, partner. We got a real problem here. Y'all having sex twice a week? Y'all young. That's bothering you. I'm cool with that. Twice a week? Nice. Good. Thank you. Huh? Yeah. But I'm 61. Yeah, okay. I got you. you probably need more. It ain't, you ain't going to get more. She done just told you. <laughs> You're not getting no more. She said, we're going to be together the rest of our lives, so you need to figure out if you can deal with it, because this is how I'm going to be. Wow. Shirley also made another excellent point where she said, however it is now, nothing's going to change. 
Let me help you understand what Shirley meant by that. If it ain't good now, it ain't gonna get good. If it ain't good now, it ain't gonna get good. Leave him on that one. Okay. Yeah. Ain't gonna get good. It don't get better if it ain't good. Keep no, it ain't gonna get good. Don't keep saying. <laughs> say it like say it, Shirley. It ain't gonna get good. <laughs> hey, listen, hold that thought, Steve. Uh, we have more. It ain't, it ain't gonna get good. <laughs> get good. <laughs> we have more from uh, Steve's perspective. His uh, part two of his response coming up at twenty three after the hour. Today's subject: since she got the ring, she's changed everything. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, uh, the letter for today, since she got the ring, she changed everything is the subject. Let's recap. Well, the recap is simple. Dating this woman six, seven years. Uh, she finally, he gave her a ring on her birthday. And after that, everything has changed. She talked different. She complained about stuff. She complained at restaurants. She don't like nothing no more. Uh, she only has sex twice a week now. And for y'all, that's a big change. And she telling you that, you know, y'all going to be together the rest of y'all life. So if you if you can't deal with it, you need to figure that out. You ask us, is it too late to cancel wedding plans? Hell no. Hell no. My dumb ass. Mm. Excuse me? No, you sound like Jay. <laughs> You got a woman that done told you that y'all going to be together the rest of your lives, so deal with it. Now, bro, you say she ain't fulfilling your needs. Like I said, if it ain't good now, it ain't going to get good. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a couple of things of, of advice I want to give to you. How is her mom and dad's relationship? Are they together? Is their relationship like that? Because a lot of times... I've noticed a lot of people emulate their parents' style of marriage because that's what they grew up around. They think uh-huh. that's it. And a lot of times if, if if the wife is, if the mom has been like overbearing and bullying and the father just sat there and kind of dealt with it, she kind of takes that into the marriage. So you might want to look at the mom and dad's marriage. Also, here's the big one. This, the way she's treating you now could be payback for you making her wait Six damn years on this ring. Mm. See, they do that sometimes too. So you could look at it like that. Now, these hunting outfits that she wear in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Let me help you with something. They're going to get worse. Whatever she coming to bed in now, get ready. You finna get that house coat uh-huh. with them lint balls all over it. You finna get them house shoes that used to be fluffy. Now they matted down with chicken and fish. We're in my house now, boy. Keep going. Yeah. And then, yeah, then let me tell you this here. Then that then that little bow she used to tie in the front of it, it ain't gonna be a bow, it's gonna be a little slip knot. <laughs> Cause she ain't got enough fabric to make a bow. <laughs> you do, man. And that, and, that, and that goes true with men, too. If you married to a man that's kind of nasty, if he gained a lot of weight, he's just going to be big nasty. 
Hey, man. I don't, I'm not a proponent of divorce, but I ain't a proponent of going and staying in hell. The plaque that sits on my desk says, if you're going through hell, keep going. So if I was you, doggy, I'd get out. My friends. <laughs> feel is their appointed duty. And keep trying to tell me that I ought to not let you just walk on me. And I'm sure he meant well. Come on, old school. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, Come but on. when our talk was through, I said, brother, if you only knew, you'd wish that you were in my shoes. Oh, you just keep on using me. Pause, pause, hold on. Till you hold use it. me, huh? <laughs> hold pause, man. That was great. That was great. You said it all. Junior's looking like, I don't remember I, Jodeci making don't this song. Jodeci didn't make it. Jodeci ain't never spoke this type of truth, okay? <laughs> that, that was for you, Junior. Yeah. I, just said, that, that, I got that. That was us. Yeah. Oh, all the movies. Ooh. And, and a little neck wobble run y'all did that wasn't really singing. Yeah, that, that, was, that was us. Yeah, yeah, we did that. That, that would have never got you a contract in the 70s. Well, and that's it, folks. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. This looks like it's over. I'd run if I was you, bro. As fast as you can go. Yeah. yeah. As fast as you can get out of it. Shirley said it. It's not going to get better. Yeah, it's just not. not. How do well, you say it? If it ain't good now, how do you say it, Steve? If, if it, it ain't good now, <laughs> it ain't going to get good. Yeah. That sounds like a blues song, man. It really it do. do. It do man. have a blues song. Yeah. If it ain't good now, then you can stick around. If it ain't good now, you might as well not stick around. If it ain't good now, sing it, boy. Might not stick around. If it ain't good now, it ain't gonna get good, so move on <laughs> with your bad shell. Go and find you somebody else. Where's your harmonica, Jay? <laughs> hey, Jay, that's what we ought to do. We ought to do a live on-air blues. All right, all right. From now on, I'll have it. Want to hear yeah. it? Here you go. Can't tell how many times I've heard that, but from now on, I'll have it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ignis code. <laughs> what did the boxer say? <laughs> from earlier? Derek Lewis? Yes. Derek, Derek, I've never seen this before. Why did you take... Your shorts off. Because what? Because my b- is hot. <laughs> that sound like a blues. That sound like a blues song right there. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, all right.
right, listen, we got to get out of here. Please email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. It's Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in about 10 minutes, it's Comedy Roulette, guys. We will spin the wheel right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, the state of emergency has been declared for the state of Florida and mandatory evacuations have been ordered for the Florida coast due to Hurricane Michael. I'm sure you've heard about this. Another hurricane looks like it's on the way. It's a powerful storm, too. I mean, we say the same message over and over. Hurricanes don't surprise you. You have to listen to authorities. They're yeah. telling you to evacuate. We know it's late in the year, but it's still hurricane. But yeah. and listen to me, man. These evacuations are real. They're not. It's not. Oh, well, that ain't nothing gonna happen. I'm gonna stay with my property. You can't beat Mother Nature, and you can't predict it. Right. And when we're talking me. water, water does things that you can't anticipate. Mm-hmm. So please, if you if you get the notion, if you get the word to evacuate. Do not hesitate. Just think of the people who stayed and lost their lives. I feel so sorry for that lady who tried to cross the street when the waters was raging with her one-year-old. Oh, with her baby. And, and, yes. the, and the baby yes. slipped out of her yes. hand. Yes, yes, yes. And now, un- now check this out. I understand that evacuating is tough when you're not financially fit. Yeah, you know, you're Some people ain't got, ain't, yeah. ain't got no money to mm-hmm. go nowhere. Ain't got no family nowhere to go. You still got to leave town. Yeah. yeah. Go to a shelter, a safe yeah. shelter in place. Would you rather lose your house yeah. or your life? life. That's yeah. a choice. Yeah. That's yeah. a choice. Yeah. All right. So um, be safe, and we're yeah. praying yeah. for we're our neighbors in Florida. In Florida, sure. definitely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to switch gears here, guys, and uh, have a little fun. Uh, it is Tuesday. It's time for Comedy Roulette. Uh, but first, Jay, go ahead. Tell us about Taco Tuesday yes. at the J-Spot, please. <laughs> It's How Taco Tuesday. Every Tuesday. I can't tell you until I heard that. It's Taco Tuesday at J-Spot. I said, California. I've heard that. I paid money. I can take my damn time. Anyway. <laughs> this week, we got so Grady, wrong. y'all. Grady. What up, but bro? here we are. Comedy Roulette. Here's how we do it. We take four subjects. Mm-hmm. We put them on the wheel. We spun the wheel. Yeah. Where it stopped because you, you we're all. You spin the wheel, Jay. Not you, really? Seriously? You? <laughs> no, I'm shocked. And anybody <laughs> but you. He bit a career. You're so bad. You just... Where the wheels stop, we do the damn thing. Because we're comedians, we can do this. Right. Check it out. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, number one, things people talk to you about, but you don't really care. Man, can we do that uh, one? Okay. Oh, yeah. Lord. Lord, have like Every lot. day, like all that. day. Yeah. Number oh two. Here's one, number two. If Blank tells me that story one more time about Blank, I'm going to kill myself. I'm just going to kill myself. Uh, (laughs) Number three, didn't sound like she was playing to me. Uh, Sure didn't. Uh -uh. Didn't sound like she was playing to me. That's classic. Yeah. Number four, things you say when your team loses. Oh, Ooh. Cowboys. What's, I got a whole bunch of stuff. Steve hasn't Ooh. had to say that lately, huh? No, he's been talking about it. <laughs> All right, you spin it, You can call cat. Dallas today, though. You yes. can call them right now. Spin it around. Spin it around. Spin it around. I want number three. Uh, I stopped at number two. <laughs> if Blank tells me that story one more time about oh Blank, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Let I'm go, calling 
real names from my real friends. I'm doing the same. First up, uh, first up, yeah. if my buddy James House tell me one more damn time uh-huh. about how he used to jump out of airplanes, damn, jump out of airplanes no more. Don't <laughs> nobody jump out of air. If I hear it one more damn time, I'm killing myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you right now. Real names. Real name, if my Uncle Junior tell me one more time. Uncle Junior you were named after. How he coming to California to hang out with me, uh-huh. but I got to wait till he get his money right. I'm going to kill my damn self. I swear to God, I can't keep hearing this. I got to push it back, nephew. Uh-huh. Real names, uh-oh. Real names, real uh-huh. names, real names. Let me go on and do this one. All right, come on. She's probably listening. Uh-huh. If my mama tell me one more time. About the 55-pound catfish that got away. If she tell me this story one more time, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> she going to get you. <laughs> Come on, Steve. If my cousin Butch tell me one more damn time about that time he saw Denzel, I'm going to kill myself, though. He can't hear that no more. He didn't meet him. He saw him. All right, keep it going. Keep it going. Come on, Jay. If my buddy Smoke from Columbia, South Carolina, tell me one more damn time about him being retired and he don't have to do a damn thing. Ooh. All day long, <laughs> while I'm working, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ed Day, uh-huh. I'll kill my damn self. Ed, Ed Day. And, and Ed. how much money he get in the mail? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> hey. Let uh, me tell you something. Come on, Judy. <laughs> if Chris Murphy uh-huh. from Willow Ridge High School uh-huh. Uh-huh. tell me one damn time by how he used to date Beyonce. Y'all ask, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man, the girl married now. She done moved on. And ain't nowhere in the world your ugly ass dated Beyonce. Come on, man. <laughs> if Monica Barnes, uh-huh. Mississippi Monica, uh-huh. tell me one more damn time how many degrees she got, <laughs> man, shoot me in the teeth. <laughs> She be stunting, Steve. Uh, about these degrees. <laughs> I got right, one. Close it out, Steve. If Donald Trump oh. <laughs> tell the story one more time how he won the election oh, yeah. fair and square, it let kill all of them. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it, Thank you, guys, for that comedy roulette. We'll... Pimpin was off yesterday, but he's coming back to talk week five in the NFL right he's after this. He's going to talk about everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. He was at the fight. Oh, he was? Oh, okay. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. We're waiting for Pimpin to get in the building. Yes, yes, yes. What's happening? What's happening? What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's happening, What's going on, y'all? I'm back. You see me? You see me? What's up, Chuck? Hey, Pimpin. Oh, everything, everything. What's up, Chocolate? What's happening, Pimpin? I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. What's up, Junior? Pimpin, my hero. Boy, boy, boy. Woo. You love you know, Junior. 
Because, see, I had to develop my voice. Uh-huh. He was born with him. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jay? Pimpin' what you wearing, man. Talk to me about oh, what you Oh, you, you want to know what I had I on? You know, know I was at the fight this weekend. Man. Oh, I killed him, man. Mm. <laughs> I had on a full-length maxi coat. Mm. In kangaroo, <laughs> <laughs> you wrong for that pimpin'. with pussy cat fur on it. <laughs> oh, you 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 knock me out. <laughs> I, they was all over me at this time, and then I was something else. What's up? Yeah, Tommy was at <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Ain't what? nothing, man. This kangaroo was killing them. I was jumping. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shirley was jumping. You said that right. All right. Well, listen to this, Pimpin. The Nevada State Athletic Board, you said you were at the fight. The Athletic Commission mm-hmm. is uh, talking about keeping Khabib's entire fight purse from the UFC uh, 229. That's uh, $2 million over the post fight brawl. Okay. You know they had nah, a big brawl after the you fight. You can't keep the whole two. You can find him like 10%. Well, they took his whole purse right now, and they're talking about keeping his purse. If you recall the post-fight at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, you were there when Khabib choked out Conor McGregor and then yeah, jumped yeah, out of the yeah. ring to fight his teammate, uh, Dylan Dennis. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Um, he jumped so over there. Happened? He went right up in the tune. They was on his ass, though, as soon as he came out there. I know he wished he had to jump in that group. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> they was on the air when swinging on him. You know, all that, you know. It was all good, though. McGregor did the best he could, but that young boy was on him. Mm. <laughs> you know, that boy from Russia, he wrestled like he hungry. You know what I'm saying? Ass women, it was just, it was just, I watched that whole undercard. It was ass women up there, ass women up there, ass women up in there. <laughs> That's the only one. I said, woo! You know, when Anthony Pettis got hit and all that blood splash. Oh, oh man, I saw it coming. I got this kangaroo out the way. <laughs> I said, uh-uh, because I can't put this in the cleaners. Because who's going to clean it? Ain't nobody seen no kangaroo. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Got that right, Pimpin. Yeah, everything, everything. So the fight was good. I made it. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. I was there with Dollar Bill and Happy and, you know, Sonny. What was that? Other pimps. <laughs> Oh, oh, I ain't never heard of them Dollar Bill, Happy, Sonny was there, Happy? Bishop Don was there. Oh, <laughs> and his green. You know, oh, you know Bishop? What? Do I know Bishop? The question, do Bishop know me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the real one over in here. All right, you ready? I'll stay ready. Again, what's happening? Come on, Tommy. I got you, Pimpin. We're going to see how you did this weekend, man. I don't uh, know how. We check it out. I don't really here know. Here it is, Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo Bills win 13 to 12. I think I picked Tennessee on that one, man. That mm. shocked me. Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Miami at Cincinnati. The Bengals win 27 Nah, nah. I picked the Bengals on that one. I didn't want to, but I knew they was getting it. Mm. That's all right. That's good. How about this one, though, Pimpin? Baltimore and <laughs> is, is he laughing or crying? <laughs> I think he's laughing. This Browns winning overtime. Sounds like when pimps cry. <laughs> <laughs> we you know, we in all our games. We the only football team. Every game we play overtime. 
<laughs> we in it, man. Baker Mayfield, that black name, Dusty Baker and Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> you know what I'm Dusty Baker and Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> At number six, boy, that white boy, he gonna be all right. Uh-huh. All right, all Cleveland right. Cleveland crushed him. Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit won 31-23. You know, I wanted Detroit to win. I did. I pulled real hard for them. I think I picked the Packers, though. I think you did. Mm-hmm. But I was sure hoping Detroit got them, so they did it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Jacksonville at Kansas City. I picked the Chiefs won. He picked Detroit, Tommy. He did. Did he? He picked Detroit because he said... We own in Detroit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Another win for the pimp. Okay, right, hey, Junior, keep the scope. Yeah. I'll keep the scope back. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Tommy. Jacksonville at Kansas City. The Chiefs won 30 to 14. I told you, Kansas City. Yeah, they undefeated. I think that was my push game, though, wasn't it? I think so, because Jacksonville's still so a good too. team. Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah, good I call. think that was my push game, but I won anyway, so cool. <laughs> All right, Denver. Denver Broncos at the New York Jets, and the Jets won 34-16. I picked Denver. It's okay, Pimpin. That's all right. It's all yeah, right it's the Browns won. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta at Pittsburgh. The Steelers won 41 to 17. Yeah, I tried to tried to wheel them into that one too. They ain't looking good for the pimp this week. Except for the Browns. <laughs> That's all he care about anyway. But you got New York group, Giants. All right. New York Giants at Carolina and the Panthers won 33. Now, I knew that. 31. I picked the Panthers. Okay. You okay. did. All right, Oakland. Oakland at the Los Angeles Chargers, and the L.A. Chargers won 26 to 10. I don't remember who I picked. I think you picked. You picked, you uh, picked the Chargers. Yeah. All right, well, hang on. We'll be back with yeah, more Pimpin'. one of us is too slow this week. Right after this, we'll be Stay back with back. more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We're back pimping. We are in the ten building. Ten, yeah. Ten, ten, ten. Oh. There it is. Did I did I mention uh, several times already that the Browns won? <laughs> several yeah. times. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just making sure. Don't want it to be once. All right, Pimpin. Let's keep going, man. Uh, Minnesota. At Philadelphia, Minnesota won 23-21. Man, that's that crazy. I don't know what's up with Philly, man. They got to pull their stuff together because y'all got me looking bad. All these pimps up in Philly. Mm-hmm. Now nah, we ain't winning these games. Y'all defending the title, man. You got to get your mind right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I've been making all these cheesesteaks and everything. You make some of these plays. busted <laughs> at the Eagles. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, Pippen, Arizona. Arizona at San Francisco. Arizona won 28 to 18. Didn't I tell y'all that was going to be the upset game? Yes, sir, you did. (laughs) Pulled it out. That's pimp style. Pimpin' show is hard to do. Somebody got to do it. (laughs) Might as well be me. (laughs) Pimpin' ain't easy. (laughs) Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. What I just, what I say? I ain't even waste my time. I said the Rams. 
Yeah, it was close, yeah. Pepper. It was, it was 33 yeah, to 31. Now they play Seattle. Just ain't horseshoes, Tommy. <laughs> this football. Okay. And, of course, uh, it's three proud people here to let you know that Dallas at Houston and the Texans won. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's give it up for the Houston, Houston, Texas, because I sure I can't stand the Cowboys, man. You know what's crazy? I like the players. Emmett, Primetime, Michael Irvin. I like a lot of the players, man. I just don't like the team. Dude, I don't like America's dude, team. It's that, like it's that owner. Stuff. You don't like the owner. Yeah. It's what it is. I don't it's really care about the owner. He's just old. Do all pimps like hate the Cowboys? All pimps hate the Cowboys? Uh, it's a couple pimps like the Cowboys. <laughs> it's Ooh, a happy. couple pimps. Happy, or, happy and sunny. Oh, no. Nah, hell no. Nah. Them Browns fans. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I just like their names. <laughs> happy, sunny. Hey, what's up? Dollar Bill. Yeah, Dollar Bill. You ain't never seen Pimp in those shows. They tried one year to put us all in short sets at the players' ball. We that way ain't go good at all. Somebody saw Magic Don Juan's legs and threw up. Cause even Don Juan hadn't put lotion on his legs since '64. He was ashy. Well, he, was ashy. he was ashy. He was just scaled up. You know, his leg looked like he had been in a fire. Oh. <laughs> he scaled up. I thought he had on gator boots. <laughs> it was his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I said, man, look at him. Hey, hey, Pippin, do you do yeah. your do you keep your uh your pinky finger, do you keep that nail on like the rest of the pimp? Mm-mm, no, I don't do the long nail. Okay. I just, I just don't, I just don't never pull it in. What? I got you. No, I don't do the long nail, but I just, I don't never pull my pinky in. It, pinky, it pinky, don't pinky, ever pinky out there. Like, oh, like even if I make it. a fist, the pinky uh. stay out. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go, Pimpin. <laughs> that way, if I'm drinking from my goblet, I can still point at you. <laughs> We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Pop superstar Taylor Swift announced uh, Sunday that she's voting for Tennessee's Democratic Senate candidate Phil Bredesen, breaking her long-standing refusal to discuss anything politics. She says, in the past, I've been reluctant, reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel de- very differently about that now. Taylor wrote in an Instagram post, Taylor is not only voting for the former Tennessee governor for Senate, but also Democrat Jim Cooper for the House. While the president um, of the United States, hmm, he didn't like that very well. He threw some shade at Taylor, saying oh, that uh, he likes her music uh, 25% less now after her Democratic endorsement. Uh, wow. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, so he's th- yeah. that, that's, that's beyond ridiculous yeah. coming yes. from the president. Yes. Why are, are you, you commenting yes. on what Taylor Swift said? Right. Um, a lot of people, though, uh, commented on Twitter and stuff, you know, saying that they would unfollow her and her career is going to tank now after she made that announcement. That's, that and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah it How? doesn't. Yeah, because Why they don't want you... her to be political. They just but don't. See, listen and to, to be a me. Democrat, obviously. Nobody, everybody has a vote. Yeah. Every American has a vote who has registered. Yeah. Her vote is 
It's her vote. She has the right to say what she want to do. Yeah, in this free country we call America. But, um, you know, a vote for a Democrat, of course, the Republicans look at it as a vote against Donald Trump. So that's what it is. And that's exactly what it is. And the majority of people really are against what Donald Trump has done. Now, here's here's the situation. Here's the deal. Donald Trump as a president is starting to tout some accomplishments. Unemployment numbers as low as they've ever been in decades, which is a true statement. It's also an an overrun for the things Obama implemented. But since he's on deck, he he gonna take the credit. Everybody know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he has increased manufacturing jobs in this country too, because of some of the uh, tax breaks and stuff he's implemented. That's true too. The problem is he's done so much bad for the welfare of unity in this country and around the world that it's it's hard to overlook that and just tout his accomplishments, which he has some, if you're going to let him do it. He has some accomplishments, but he's done so much to Muslims, so much to immigrants, to DACA, so much to unity around this country. Women. You can't be talking about there's good people on both sides when there's skins, head, clansmen, and white nationalists on one side. They're not good people. He mm. doesn't understand. Nope. His comments about Snoop, his comments about Kathy Griffin, his Don comments Lemon. about Don Lemon, his comments Ron. about Taylor Swift, his comments about Kaepernick. These are people who are in sports and entertainment. Why are you over here? If you want Taylor Swift to stay out of politics, you stay out of entertainment and sports. Yeah, be president. Stay your ass in politics <laughs> yeah, and right. stay out of sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not good at politics. <laughs> <laughs> not you good can't tell him that. I hope we can vote so you can stay out the White House. That's what <laughs> yes, we have to show up. We have to show up. All right, coming up next, our last break of the day, and uh, Steve will have some closing remarks. All that's coming up at 49 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, guys. Last break of the day on this Tuesday. Steve, you have some closing remarks for us. I know you do. Yeah, you know, I want to remind everybody of something. That God created us all for greatness. All of us were created in his likeness. All of us were created to be an example of what God can do in people's lives. We were all created for this. What happens along the way is we make decisions because God gave us the power of choice. We make decisions that people, as people, that counteract what God really intended for us. And one of the reasons we counteract what God intended for us is because the devil's main job, the opposition, is to not allow you to reach your potential. See, the devil don't ever want you to reach your potential because then he'll have another child of God out there spreading the word and showing off and being an example of what light can do and what love can do and what the power of prayer can do. So his job is to make each and every one of us fall by the wayside. That's his constant mission in life, to make us think we're not worthy, to make us think we can't, to make us think it ain't possible, to make us look at our environment, 
to make us feel like, well, it's because I'm this, I can't be that. Ain't none of that true. None of that is true. I bought a book the other day by Joel Osteen uh, because I was listening to him over the weekend and he sent this, he was talking about his new book called Next Level Thinking. And I bought the book and because I constantly try to reinforce myself, as successful as you may think I am, I still have a ways to go. And I will always try to improve myself. And people like Joel Osteen, Bishop Jakes, Bishop Alma, Bishop Gettys down there in North Carolina, my boy. You know, it's a lot of Charles Jenkins up in Chicago. It's a lot of dudes, man, that call me to make sure I'm okay. Check in on me. Tyler, check in on me. Dr. Phil, check in on me. I got a lot, a lot of people check in on me, man, make sure I'm okay. Uh, I was reading his book because it's just, I just needed some more information. And one of the things we I had learned from his book in the first chapter, the title of his chapter is Be a Barrier Breaker. Be a Barrier Breaker. And throughout the book, it just talks about your surroundings, your environment, that because you're from a family where ain't nobody never made it out, don't mean that you have to not be one of the that you have to be one of those and not make it out because you come from a hood that don't have a whole lot of millionaires made from that hood that don't mean that you can't be a barrier breaker and be one of the millionaires from the hood just because nobody on your block ever went to college don't mean you can't be the first one maybe nobody in your family ever went to school you the first one maybe nobody in your family ever became a supervisor at a post office or the fedex or UPS or any place else don't mean that you can't. You can become a barrier breaker. But see, what a lot of us do is we get so immersed in our environment that we adapt to our environment and we must, we act like this is it. Well, if God had wanted me to be rich, I'd have been born rich. What? What did you say? I heard a guy say that. If God had wanted me to be rich, I would have been born rich. So let me ask you something, brother. All these people that have gone from poverty to riches, what was their excuse? Or what mindset did they use to become a barrier breaker, to break the barrier of poverty, to become well off? I chose to be a barrier breaker. I knew what my family was. I love my family dearly and still do. But what my family had, I didn't want. As much as I love my mother and father, what my father was and how hard I saw him work, I didn't want that. I wanted something else. Now, do I appreciate the work ethic he put in me? Most certainly do. Did I appreciate the faith and the fear of God that my mama put in me? Oh, I most certainly do. I didn't want to be the one sitting at the church on the usher board. I, I didn't want that. I didn't want to work as hard as my father and make the same money as my father. I wanted to something else. I wanted to be a barrier breaker, a barrier breaker. And one of the things he talked about in the book is that so often we let our environment and how we were raised and uh, other people's expectation of us set limits in our life. He was saying that we adapt to what's around us. 
So what he said in the book, I wanted to share with you all. In the book, he said that if you take an oak tree seed, the seed of an oak tree, and you plant this seed from this oak tree in a two-foot pot, that oak tree will never become what it was created to be if you leave it in that pot. Not because there's something wrong with the seed, but because of the environment it's in. Did you hear what I just said? There is nothing wrong with you. The problem is your environment. If you stay in the environment, you'll never grow. But you can choose to become a barrier breaker and get out of any environment that you're in. You can escape poverty. You can escape the hood. You can escape bad-thinking people. You can escape the dope game. You can become non-addicted to drugs. You can stop being an alcoholic. You can stop with God's help. If you take an oak tree seed and you plant it in a two-foot pot, that tree will never become what it was created to be if you leave it in the pot. Not because there's something wrong with the seed, but because of the environment is in. You got to change your environment. You fine. You got the seed. You got everything you need to grow. You did. Those are my clothes. Mm. Drop it, baby. Drop it. Yes, sir. Gotta get out that environment, man. Steve Harvey contest, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. 
One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.